Hey everyone, welcome to the Founders Foyer with me, Ashwarya. This foyer is full of conversations. The space where creators, founders, and builders can look for all the concepts and support to grow their ideas into products. A part of this project is the foyer feature, a section that completely focuses on a specific project and how the founder behind the project created an impact. We'll be discussing all about their journeys, the ideas that they have, the techniques that they use, and a lot more. In today's feature, we have one such LinkedIn favorite creators. She's super versatile. She runs a venture capital podcast. She's also authored two books, uh, while also being a huge crypto and web three junkie. Let's say hello to Grace Kong, the founder of Smart Venture Podcast, a LinkedIn top voice in finance, and the creator behind a bunch of products, which we'll be discussing today. Yay! Hi, friends. <laughs> Hi, Grace. So awesome. You're so you professional. <laughs> You're so professional. You killed it. You killed the introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I think more folks should know about the amazing things that you are doing. I'm super happy to see. Like, I'm like, oh, oh my God, Grace comes this. She does this. I'm like, wait. I really want to get to know what's the secret sauce. So yeah, I'm so happy you are on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your amazing show. Thank you. So um, let's begin with uh, your journey into the LinkedIn um, Creator, specifically the LinkedIn Creator program. Really happy to be talking to an alum because I am really enjoying being a part of this program. So I would love to understand what is your thought process and uh, what, what did you think when you applied to the program? What did you want to create? Yeah, totally. That's a great question. So, you know, as you know, I feel like I also I absolutely love the LinkedIn Creator program. And I feel like I got super lucky to, to be in the first like cap program. And uh, so I was like surrounded by amazing creators. They all like taught me a lot as well as like, they're all extremely supportive. I feel like I had like made lifelong friends through the program. Um, so uh, like to talk about like how I was like gotten to the LinkedIn creator program or like, you know, why I applied or like why, you know, I joined the program. I feel like I had to share a little bit of the backstory on how I kind of got here. So I, so how I started my podcast is primarily like, you know, when I, I have to talk about like, you know, when I moved to the U S when I moved to the U S I didn't have any business connection. I moved here for my undergrad as an international student. And when I moved here, I, my school is in like, um, just like in Chicago suburb or like, you know, four hours away from like a Chicago actual city. And when I moved to Silicon Valley, a lot of my friends who went to school in the Bay Area are surrounded by, you know, tech people. And, you know, they would go to a class and the VP of a big tech company would just like, teaching there or like, you know, giving a talk there. And instead of like, you know, I feel like I wanted to recreate this type of experience for my younger self. Um, you know, our school is amazing. However, from the geographic location wise, like, you know, um, Silicon Valley has a lot more to, uh, you know, a lot of more like tech related people um, around this yeah. area. So, you know, as you know, as a product manager yourself, like, you know, I, uh, I feel like we all wanted to learn from, you know, uh, people from our dream company or dream position. So I wanted to create a podcast where no matter where you are or no matter where you come from, no matter what job you're doing, you can always pick brains from the best. 
So when I created the podcast, I just really wanted to leverage my existing network or like the network that I can tap into to recreate an experience that you can just have a coffee chat with these people and someone like yourself who may be concerned about certain things uh, like you're early on in your career. How do you plan out your career to set yourself for success? So I wanted to create those kind of information diet for the future CEOs. Awesome. So that's basically the same thing why I applied for LinkedIn. (laughs) I just really wanted to just like share with career oriented people so they know, you know, there's a resources exist. And then there is like, you know, we talk about like marketing, we talk about tech, we talk about product, we talk about like, how do you manage your career? Mm. And like, everything like from personal development to career development to different kind of expertise, like, you can find all these answers throughout these conversations. And even if you just work for one particular sector in tech, you can come for inspirations because there's people from, you know, cosmetics, yeah. there's people from Web3, there's people from like, you know, crypto, there's people from fintech, there's people from uh, B2B SaaS companies. And so all the leaders and investors and founders are all mixed in within this one product and so people could be able to get inspirations from just Mm -hmm. like everywhere um in life basically absolutely um i think i can relate a lot with this because uh somewhere i i love how you want to democratize conversations like get it out for anybody across (laughs) anywhere in the world and uh, it gets easier for them to connect i think that was also the source uh, of of why i wanted to do certain projects like these is uh, to be able to mm-hmm. help anybody who can, uh, who have a question on their head and they're like, you know, I, I would really love some help over here. So uh, what, I, what I really dig into is how you were able to convert that idea and take it forward and, and actually host these conversations. Because it is definitely not easy. It's, it's, uh, it's easy to think about the idea. It's easy to say, oh, I would love to connect with these CEOs or founders. But it's altogether another game to be able to connect with them, uh, get them to agree and be on your show. So I think I would I would love to know since you connect with so many C-suite leaders and founders, what are some lessons that you picked up from your journey? Because let's say anybody like uh, you who now wants to start from the step zero, uh, how would you help them start the project and scale up? What would you suggest? Yeah, totally. I think after chatting with a lot of these um, amazing founders, leaders, and investors, I think one thing that they all shared in common is they really know themselves. So like, I think know yourself is like the first starting point, like understand what is your strength? What's your weakness? And instead of like, you know, when I was younger, I always hear this, like this saying about like, you know, you need to fix your weakness. You need to like, just like basically fix your weakness is like the central focal point. And, and now when I was chatting with all these people, they did the opposite they not only did not fix their weakness, they like doubled down their on their strength. So they really just like they know, let's say if um, let's say I'm running a finance company and I'm really, really good at like um, finance, but I'm really terrible at sales. And I would hire a salesperson who be, to be my partner so they can just sell this product for me. And then I can just focus on what I'm good at. So all these leaders, they all know who they are. Um, they are just doubling down on what they're good at instead of like trying their best to fix something that, you know, that could quote unquote call as like their weakness. 
So I think those are my biggest takeaway, just like double down your strength and, you know, hire someone for to, or like partner with someone for your weakness. Yeah, that, that uh, makes sense. And um, it's very interesting to, to go into that concept of uh, how often people say, um, hey, like reflect on your weakness. And sort of the immediate thing that we would do is, okay, is there like a solution for me to uh, immediately fix this? Or is there like another thing that I can try to not be able to have this mistake? But that's pretty interesting concept to not uh, go very deep into fixing the weakness, but doubling on your strengths. And uh, absolutely agree with that. I think it's something that all of us can uh, start applying. And um, yeah, it's often like easy to like say that. But of course, when it comes to reflecting on it, it's uh, a definitely a, a very challenging thing to do. And uh, on a very similar context, I think I was talking to another founder, uh, Padmini Janaki, and uh, we were chatting about the same, uh, how do you hire uh, the next person on your team, especially if you're a single founder, we had a very similar conversation on uh, how to look for complementary skills and how how to uh, know what you are good at, double down on that and have another person. So it's great to get that from you as well. So yeah, thank you so much, Grace, for sharing that. Um, now, a little more about you. Um, you have a very versatile path uh, with building things. You host a podcast on venture capital, um, you write about crypto, finance, you publish two books. I'm going to get a lot more on that. <laughs> and you create videos as well. So when an idea strikes you, how do you go about deciding what to work on? And how do you get parallels from across all of these works? I think I just follow my curiosity. I literally just been following my curiosity. I know that I am an entrepreneur at heart. Um, so when I was in high school, I um, started a school English newspaper. So everybody from my high school, so I went to an international private high school in China and like everyone's going to study abroad and um, like, you know, but we need to like kind of like describe what we did for our extracurricular activity. So I thought it would be cool if we all contribute to a newspaper and then send the newspaper to the school. So the school can understand what we did instead of just like seeing our application to make us stand out. And when, so I had that idea and I just recruited my roommate. I would go like door to door through classes to like promote our stuff and like trying to recruit from the younger class. And, um, Within a year, so we started like one of the largest organizations on campus, and like everybody was not everybody. I would say half of the people was contributing from our class, and that our English teacher become our like editor, so they can like she can look at our grammar mistakes. So <laughs> basically, it was just like a DIY school ish project. And um, on weekends, um, so on Friday, so that when the parents come to pick us up, because I went to a boarding school and. Uh, the parents loves it. The parents are like, because their kids are on a newspaper. So they're like, oh my God, like we need to get like, you know, a dozen of these or like a hundred of these. Um, so it got sold out like each time we launch. And from that experience, I kind of like first time experienced a successful entrepreneurial journey. And I just like stopped the project after I went to school because I feel like it's just a school project. However, after I moved to Silicon Valley, after I chatted with a lot of my friends, um, they were just, they all started something when they were younger and they just keep pursuing it. And then mm. like by the time that I met them, they are all, you know, on the Forbes 30 or like they have some sort of success. Some of them sold a company to like one on tech company later on. And I just feel like I was like, 
um, just like being in the room of like a lot of entrepreneurs, like really inspires me to pursuing my entrepreneurial journey. And I feel like, so basically every time I have those conversations, I feel like I wish I was reading it when I was younger. I know, like, I wish I was like able to have like a pure group that kind of, um, kind of encouraged me to pursue what I wanted to do. So, and like, I also wanted to learn, you know, what are some tips and tricks for people to, you know, do marketing, to raise funding, to recruiting someone, like you mentioned. And I feel like that's like how, why I wanted to just like do each different project. They all seems really different, but I think it's just like a way that I'm pursuing um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship in like a different stage of my career. Yeah, it's amazing how you had this going on from very early times of your childhood. And uh, it's it's kind of nice to connect it back to the roots and say, you know, I actually had a great project. And you you got the validation from parents, from teachers around. And uh, I think it's a little um, cool project to have started at that point in time. And uh, what you're doing now is pretty much like a fully blown, uh, uh, you know, like 10x of what you did back then. But, uh, definitely the roots roots were there so uh, it's great it's great and you're doing a great job so uh, I'm super proud and uh, it's it's lovely to see how you are able to connect that curiosity because you know just being curious and trying to start all of these projects is is uh, challenging on its own but how do you like sustain how do you like um, day in day out uh, record a podcast uh, write something with a book and also like try to uh, uh, talk to people and get your conversations out. It's it's never easy. So you are doing a great job. Thank you so much. You too. I feel like when I'm looking at you, I feel like you're such a go-getter. You, you're always like, you know, posting awesome content on LinkedIn and you're creating this podcast yourself. So I would say you are also like a great founder yourself. Um, so one day I would love to learn about your creator journey as well. Um, <laughs> For sure. So yeah. For sure. After the conversation, but I will we'll have a deeper dive on like how you create content too. Um, so I think so. There's like two parts. Um, one part is like I think input is extremely important. Like, um, so basically, I think what you put out is essentially a condensed version of what you put into yourself. And before I started my podcast, I actually did not pay attention to my content diet. I would mm-hmm. watch. Um, guilty pleasure, a certain reality TV show that's very popular in the US. I would, you know, listen to whatever just like on my, I, I bought a lot of books, but like it was just like whatever books I saw on like Amazon front page. So I was not really filtering like what exactly I was consuming every day. And when I started my podcast, I actually realized that like mind building is everything because um, essentially every day, like, like you are what you consume. It's sort of similar to an actual diet. Like if every day you're eating fried chicken, you are going to have a high class cholesterol, right? Like if you are every day eating a kale salad, like you are consuming the fiber, you're consuming like the nutrient. Um, so it's a lot better for you. Same to con- the content diet. If every day you're reading the New York Times, it's very different than every day you're reading the e-magazine or like no office to e-magazine. I love it. But I'm just saying like the entertainment related things, right? Like, so um, it's it definitely makes a huge difference. So I would say like... Um, 
since I started creating content, I was way more conscious about it. And then I think the second learning is, I think being a creator is almost the opposite of being creative. Um, I think this is like very different than what people imagine. Like, oh, you're a creator. You must be like, you know, drawing a picture every day or like, you know, writing a newsletter every day or like based on feelings like today, like I'm listening to music, sitting at artistic coffee shop, and <laughs> drinking like a kombucha and like, you know, writing something like on my own. Yeah. So like the reality is like there's a lot of um, content planning. There's a lot of like um scheduling there's a lot of like research goes into it there's a lot of editing as well as like quality checking um i think it's a full-on operation job if you're defining what the job is and uh, in the in down the line like after you monetize there's like you know the sales job as well as like just like the business side of things and if you're dealing with like you know uh, if you need like funding for your company, that's like a different set of job, like fundraising, mm-hmm. is like a very different game. So I feel like as a creator slash founder, um, I think a lot of it is not being creative. A lot of it is because of like, you have to set a system for success. So, um, I think those are my major learnings on like, you know, starting a company or being a full-time creator. Great lessons and uh, absolutely with you on this. I think um, before you enter the journey of being a creator or then trying to be a founder, it's kind of uh, often uh, the grass is greener on the other side. It's always like, oh, I get to use my creativity. I get to uh, push out different projects every day. But uh, you sort of brought in the hard truth, which is never like the creative side of things, but it's a lot more process oriented. It also involves a lot uh, to be operational, to be very consistent with your day-to-day efforts and um, like, you know, so you you track progress, but at the same time, you don't stop putting something out. So it is mm-hmm. definitely a very arduous journey. So um, thank you so much, Grace, for bringing that reality out for folks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I was pretty interested in uh, diving into the, the content diet or the input that you were talking about. So, you know, with technology, Web3, crypto, there's always changing trends. So how do you ensure as you consume these um, piece of news or like piece of uh, information, how do you ensure that you always keep up with trends? And is that putting any pressure on you when you try to uh, translate it back to your content? Um, I think actually I like that pressure. I think because of I have to force myself um, to create content each week. So I only have like a format in mind. So for example, um, I should post like, um, some thoughts on news or some like posts on news or some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fundamental knowledge about Web3 or like finance or like, you know, one motivational, like, like is varying story or something. So um, because of I have those structure in mind, so I was really seeking information in the space. So, for example, I would read like I'll listen to like podcasts on news every morning so I would be well informed on like what's going on in the world and um so and like as for like crypto related things there's so many great newsletters and podcasts I would just subscribe to everything and then I would at least like scan on the titles and like Mm -hmm. just like study is something that I just personally really a deep believer in the one percent rule like you just need to be one percent better than yesterday I'm just that person (laughs) it's it's good to get these stories from from people and share it with the others right so yeah I don't believe in like one day just like you wake up and then you'll just know everything 
um, because like English is my second language. So when I was studying English, I would just like try to have a conversation in English every day. So like, I mean, that's like my goal. And then like, I don't really see myself having a giant improvement until maybe years later. And I was mm. always conscious about like, do I have accents or something? So it's like similar. I think learning about crypto or learning about Web3 is similar to learning a different language. So um, my plan is just to, you know, be one person better than myself yesterday. So I don't believe like I will never like be as ex- like having the same amount of ex- expertise as some of the mega Web3 crypto guru. But I feel like just by being in the conversation, hearing right. what's going on, studying something that I don't know from yesterday. And I think those steps will cumulatively make me a better a person in this industry. Yeah, I think this matters more, the attitude to be one person. And I, I actually love that, to be one person better than how you were yesterday and sort of go towards learning something that you, you still haven't known about. And it's mm-hmm. consistency at the end of the day. Like you said, it's going to be a little steps towards the larger goal. But it's good that you've gotten the example of uh, learning a language that's not native. I think most of us uh, learned English as a second language. And definitely mm-hmm. that's how we would have learned as a, as being a child. And often we mm-hmm. don't get back to those experiences. Like how did we pick up a language? How did we pick up a certain hobby? It was because we did that almost every day, like getting mm-hmm. towards the goal closer every day, little by little. Mm-hmm. So of course, when we grow into adults, we suddenly think, oh, I want this like tomorrow. I want to get this like tomorrow, but that's mm-hmm. that tomorrow is going to be a lot longer mm-hmm. than what we expect. So uh, very true, very true. Um, yeah. So let's now dive a little deep into your author journey, which is like, you know, how did you manage to write uh, two books, especially, you know, you, you had both of these books focused on founders and uh, like getting practical concepts uh, from them directly. So what led you into this plan and uh, how did um, the writing and publishing journey uh, give you more insights into who you are today. I think a lot of it were having conversation with people because my books are primarily like interview based or like story based on based on people's stories, and I feel like a lot of it were just like um, chatting with people throughout the creation journey. I got to chat with a lot of people, like maybe. 5x whoever was in the book so like um i think i got a chance to just like learning from people who are just like learning the backstory not only like the really shiny part of like how they make it but just like really also just like seeing how people actually operate a company and i would totally encourage each person if you really want to start a company in a certain space you should chat with whoever you can in that space it doesn't have to be publishing a book as nowadays you know like most people would consume media in a different way such as reading a linkedin post or um you know listening to a podcast or you know watching a tiktok or uh Mm. you know watching a youtube video so i think the media platform like slowly switch um because people are more digital native and but the conversation should still be like in you know in the center of the room because um like you know a lot of times like you learn a lot from people's failures and like people typically wouldn't share it on 
a public place but like they would probably like share it over dinner or something like and I feel like just like I learned so much from just like people openly shared about their mm. you know why they feel like things don't work so I kind of like I really admire that and I feel like it's really you know you 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 get better from learning what you did wrong so like I think it's really like I think it's really important to have these conversation and I think you're doing a great job you're like you know meeting people through LinkedIn as well as like you know your own platforms and I feel like I have no doubt like one day you will like be a master at it thank you so much and I think I I am totally with you because um how to get people to talk to and that really depends on the kind of questions that you ask them and uh, like you mentioned people are very comfortable sharing uh, what went wrong what was a mistake and uh, often you have to create that right setting for them to to be able to trust in you to share that story with you so uh, uh, it's great that um, you not only got that in terms of uh, like sharing with you but you also try to put it back to the community which is very important uh, to me and and this whole project even the founders for years because i want to get these candid stories from uh, a lot of us who are trying to just do a mm-hmm. little bits of work in helping others around and trying to get these mm-hmm. conversations out so um it's a great um, uh, example from what you have done for folks who are listening to this to pick up and like just start at it like if they have an idea just just like plan it around and start somewhere because mm-hmm. uh, from your journey it's very evident that you pick lessons while you're at it like you can't plan a lot of these things out but then you have to start mm-hmm. and then keep gathering mm-hmm. uh, inputs while you're on the journey for sure i totally agree with you i think like star is just half of the game um yeah for sure and i also feel like people should pick what they're good at i think like you know a lot of um successful founders they're not doing something extremely mm-hmm. interesting for the most people but however um i feel like they just figure out like the founder product fit fit um mm-hmm. so for example let's say um like i feel like you know after working in venture capital like i feel like most of the people i know um stayed in venture capital because it is a really interesting job as well as it's um, a lot more well paid than like you know if you just started your own company and uh, from day one you are essentially like trying to land other people as your clients right like so or like as your investor so like the so it's a very it's a less comfortable job in general um however i feel like if you really feel like that's your calling or like that's something that you would thrive by like i i totally feel like you should pursue something not something that like most people would feel like mm. you should do so i think those are things that i kind of learned throughout the journey i feel like um everybody who are successful are really good at like listening to their inner self yeah true very true and was it like something that uh, you were able to learn when you were like earlier on the operating journey you were working for companies and then when you transitioned into being a full time creator and somebody who runs uh, something on your own um i think this is a great lesson was there anything else that um, you particularly noticed uh, when you had this transition in the journey i think i 
I guess I did not realize like hiring would be a huge part of the job. I was quite Mm. surprised because I feel like at the beginning, I thought sales would be like a really important job. And I realized like, you know, putting together a team, like how do you exam people's ability as well as like, um, like their work quality is really, really hard on, unless you spend time to work with them. And I feel like those are just something that I'm constantly mm-hmm. trying to learn and trying to improve. Um, I feel like, yeah, like I feel like it's just like something that I never thought would be a huge, um, important part. Of, oh, well, like I, of course, I know people makes everything. So like uh, uh, if you have like the right people on the bus, like your life will be a lot easier. <laughs> but but <laughs> like you can like, you know, create more valuable projects. However, I feel like just making sure people uh, you know, making sure people have the right skill set as well as so they're mm-hmm. happy with their career, helping them succeed as a founder, and also like making sure just like everyone can work together well. It's like very, very um, crucial to a business success. And those are something I learned. I wish I, you know, yeah. read more books about it, <laughs> like <laughs> making sure I have a system set up and everything. Like it was just like, yeah, it was a quite interesting observation after I started my founder journey. Yeah, certainly. Um, can't agree more on that. And uh, I think with uh, hiring people or trying to set up your initial team, it's always day one. You you have to pick up lessons that are completely new every day. There's like a learning that you get and you're like, oh, why didn't I think about this yesterday? Like, here I am like dealing with this today. So um, for sure. And um I think it's, uh, like you said, books, definitely. But a lot of this is on the journey. Like you you get it every day and you're like, okay, I think I am going back to your concept of one person better. I'm one person better over here today. Like what, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to look at for tomorrow? So uh, yeah, definitely a, a, a challenging journey for sure. And yeah, I agree with that. Awesome. So um, one last question for the day. Uh, since we were talking about all the content and the different channels, um, I would love to know from you as a creator, is there like any interesting pattern or uh, any practice that could help a new creator or a new founder who's just trying to uh, create content about their brand or their product on uh, the web? Like, what do you got to say to them from your experience? I think there's two things I personally would say. I think number one, again, like I, I would say finding what's best suit for you. Like, I think... Number two is like figure out what exactly you want to accomplish. So I don't think, I don't think like the amount of eyeballs would will turn that into business. So if you're a founder, it's different than if you're a creator. So if you're a creator, you are trying to shoot for maximum amount of impact. Like I think definitely figure out what platform suits best for your content. So you know I'm fully aware my podcast is about career development and. And a lot of it were about business strategy and Web3. And so I think it's a, LinkedIn is a perfect platform for that as like people are here trying to find more opportunity in their industry or in their scope of work in general. And then they're trying to find information, right? And quality information. So like, I think LinkedIn is like, like my favorite platform to create. I am extremely thankful for 
my creator manager and the LinkedIn program to give me the chance to, you know, be a part of the program as well as like in the cap program. It was amazing. And um, as for the second part, it's like, I think if you are a founder, like I, I think like, sure, generating a lot of traction would be great. However, um, if you're trying to land the type of clients that you want, you really have to think about like what type of content you're trying to create, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I think definitely focus on the quality of the attention that you're generating than like, just like, you know, what is like, what is the number look like every day? So social media does not turn to sales. So like, if you're trying to focus on like, you know, um, having a more meaningful engagement with people. And I feel like putting a high quality content in mm-hmm. your particular sector and then figure out the platform that suits best for your content is more important than like shooting for the highest eyeballs or highest amount of like, just like numbers in general. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Yeah. Like find out what works best for you, your uh, ideas and what you want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Grace. I think it's been such a wonderful learning session for me as well because I love connecting with fellow creators. So you share a lot of things that you learned in your journey and uh, it's great to get all of these out and you want more of this on the community to be able to connect uh, folks together, uh, get their ideas together. So this is just a start and I'm so happy that you are a part of this today and you shared so many of your learnings and uh, fun things that you had as a part of Uh, your track so thank you so much for doing this thank you i really appreciate it and thank you so much for having me and i'm so glad to like get to chat with you and i feel like you are just like super like like i feel like you're just like really um hustling and then you're like just like putting out great content on linkedin as well as like i just feel like you are very um yeah, you're just like very driven and like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will be like very successful one day. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, all the best to you too. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.